Blog Talk Radio. Funny, six years in, I still can't get the damn. Uh, I still can't get the. I think we're going to have a tutorial for Seth on how to use Blog Talk Radio's interface. Is he still there? Seth? Hello? Well, I guess Seth might have logged off, and I'm not really sure why. Okay. But, oh, there you go. You're back. I'm here. So, so after uh, my six, apologies for so the last two weeks. I was apologize for missing the last two weeks. Um, unfortunately, there have been some family incidents which have kind of pushed it out of the control. As some of you know, I was in the hospital for the last, last Tuesday. A little bit unable to host the show. I, I know Sean did quite admirably, I'm sure, talking about college football the whole time. Does that sound about right? Absolutely. No, I actually vented for about a half hour about my teams. Like, just – I just purely vented for one half hour about how bad – every single one of my teams is. And then I got to watch what would be the celebration of the best player, well, certainly the best role model of any of my teams in the last 20 years on Saturday night, David Wright's retirement. Well, we don't call it a retirement. We just call it a last at bat because for insurance purposes, we can't call it a retirement. He's still got to make his right. money. Well, you can't call it a come, the, you can't call it a comeback either because he's been there for years. Well, that's true. But so I wanted to discuss this with you. So, so David Wright was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. He really was. Yeah, as a third baseman, there aren't many third basemen in the Hall of Fame to begin with. And then he gets hurt, and he played a total of 14 years with the Mets. To me, he was the captain of the Mets. He was our equivalent to Don Mattingly. That, that's, yes. the only, that's, the, that's the only person I can compare him to. He was the captain, the, the Yankees exact, had the captain. That has been the exact, meta, exact comparison that I've used in discussions with friends as well. Okay. So I'd like to point out to all those people that believe that all of us Met fans believe that David Wright should be in the Hall of Fame. It's not true. I haven't come across one Met fan that believes that David Wright should be in the Hall of Fame. We all believe, much like Yankee fans, that our former captain was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. And Don Manley was. And David Wright was. But there, uh, I would, look, there's always going to be that left-wing guy that, and I don't mean Judge Kavanaugh, and I don't mean Donald Trump, I mean a left-wing guy who likes beer and really likes beer, still, beer. That, would be, that would believe that David Wright should be in the base, not the Mets Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame. But I would say the majority of the Mets fans do not believe that, including myself. He, he's just not there. He just doesn't have, the, he doesn't have the stats. He wasn't around for long enough. He didn't do it long enough. And a great retirement, a great um, event that they did for him. I'm sure they made a deal with the insurance company to do it. And here we have a retirement, finally some finality into David Wright. And it's the right way to, okay, no pun intended, the right way to go out for him, much the same way as it was the right way for Don Manningly. Now, the wrong way for somebody to go out 
is the way that it seems like Ichiro is going out next year. Now, you can, you can debate this with me if you like, and I'm open to an interpretation from you. Next year, the Seattle Mariners will play their first three games, I believe, no, first two games, excuse me, first two games in Japan. And because of that, they are entitled to 28 men on their roster. Normally, you're allowed 25. And they have, Ichiro, who hasn't played since June 5th, and also hasn't played well in about four years, was invited to make the team next year to play in Japan. These aren't exhibition games. These are real games. How do you uh, you know what's going to happen? He's going to make the team. He's going to play the two games in Japan, and then he's going to retire. And that's fine. That's a nice story. But do you believe it's the right thing to do? I don't believe it's the wrong thing to do. I actually hadn't heard that. Um, but ooh, there you go. Good job, Morgan. Um, I hadn't heard that, but. And yes, I get it. The idea that you're playing in two real games when you're not when you uh, Jake Jake has been a pleasure so far tonight, as you can probably hear. Um, when when your season is in doubt still, which obviously the Mets wasn't, and and jo, and with Minnesota, which I thought was also a very nice one with Joe Mauer, where it, it was over. The problem I have with it more than anything else would be. That's the first two games of the season. You're still in play, obviously. You'd, you'd hate to lose a game based on something along these lines where it may hurt you down the road. But the reality is he is a multinational star. You know, he is, he is a Japanese superstar among the greatest of all time. He was as, and he, as great as he was in the U.S., he was better in Japan. And I really don't have much of a problem with it. I mean, having just thought about it for 10 seconds, I really don't have much of a problem with it. I think it's a nice send-off if Seattle doesn't mind that it could cost them a game. It could cost them a game. You know, that's their decision, not ours. So I don't see why anyone else would really be bothered by it. Well, I guess I'm bothered by it because it makes the game into a showcase. It's not a game anymore. And it makes it into what I would believe is a farce. He hasn't had a good game. He hasn't no, had a good wait, season. Wait, 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 four wait, wait, wait. This is not this is not Minnie Minoso coming back at age sixty. You know, that's a farce. But a guy who up to four or five years ago, you know, he's in his mid forties. He still play has been playing at a competitive letter letter level for twenty five years. I don't you know, to play one game overseas to have one at bat overseas and two innings in the field. Ooh, Jake, you okay? Uh, of course. Um, I don't have as much of a problem with it. I'm going okay. to go I mean, for a second while I take care of my son. Can you hear me? I'm yep. assuming you can hear you. him. Okay. I can hear Hold him. On. So Jake, Jake is once again getting injured during the show. And the fact is, I do have a problem with it. I got a huge problem with it. Yes, it's not Mini Minoso. He's not 60 years old. But he also hasn't played since June 5th. He retired for all intents and purposes except for these two games coming in next year. And to me, that's problematic. That is making this a showcase 
for Ichiro, which, look, he deserves a send-off. You want to have a celebration of Ichiro next year? Have at I'm totally down with that. Look, I was, I was actually against what they did for David Wright. Because I, 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 I liked at the end what they did. I liked the fact that he played because it happened. But when they were announcing that it was going to happen, I didn't like the stage that they were putting in front of David Wright. I didn't. I thought that was a farce, too. The guy's going to play one game. He's going to pinch hit on Friday. He's going to play on Saturday. He's not going to play on Sunday. You're, make, you're making it th- this whole charade. Of, and it, it, that's exactly what it is. Now, Joe Maurer is a different story, Seth. Joe Maurer played the entire year. He played at first base the entire year. All right. They believe that he'll either retire or he cert- in all likelihood will not come back to Minnesota having his contract done. Certainly not at the cost of what his contract was. But he's played all year. Right and Ichiro just haven't. So I just got to. So you, so you had a fundamental. So you had a fundamental problem. I apologize. I had to meet out for thirty seconds. The David Wright, possibly the greatest position player you guys have ever had. A guy who, who hasn't played in four years. What do you say? Who hasn't played in almost four years. Yes, but he the last two and a half, he's been trying to play himself back in. Is that true? You're, you know more than I do. But out of my knowledge, is he has been playing. He's been trying like heck to get back to play. Agreed. I don't. I don't problem, deny that. No problem that in game 100, 161, which has no bearing on anything. Nobody cares. And that a guy who was, I'm not gonna say as universally beloved as Jeter in New York, just because the Mets don't have as big a fan base as the Yankees do. But as well respected as any Met that I can ever remember, who did everything the right way, didn't have the right to have a one five inning game. You know what's the difference? What's the worst that happened? Okay, so here's my. You you really want to know what what my problem is? Would they have done this if they were in the pennant race? Of course not. Right. So here's the thing: you're not doing it for the sake of giving it to David Wright. You're doing it for the sake of. You're out of the pennant race, and it's a farce. That's all it is. Because if you were in a pennant race, you would still would – look, he's still beloved. He's still the number one guy. But because your team is in a different story, you won't do it. Either you do it, and you do it for the right reason, which is you love David Wright, and then you would have done it anyway, whether you were playing for a pennant or not, or you don't do it. And you have – and you have David you Wright dead, and that's okay. That's bull. Okay. Bull. Okay. You're I, me and I believe that, that you would have. And I, you're telling I me believe that the same thing with Ichiro. You're telling me that it would be you would be okay if they did it in the middle of the pennant race, as long as they did it either. No, way. I don't think the they should the have done it. You're not bringing someone Seth. back. All this is is a big Seth, thank I, you to David Wright. That's all this is. And it, you can't do it in the middle of a pennant race for obvious reasons. But it's not the middle that. of a pennant race. It's between two nothing teams where nobody would have gotten to see the game. So, of all the things to be to be fed up hold with, on, with hold sports, on, hold on. You just compare. You just compared it to Ichiro. Okay, Ichiro is in game one and game two. 
So it's not out of a pennant race, okay? And those, those games are very valuable to start a season for any other team but the Mets to go 12 and 10. games, yes, they're more valuable. I agree that, that, I, that if, I were, if I was Seattle, would I be doing it with each row? Probably not. Is it a world-ender to me because it's being done in Japan? Probably not. But the David Wright thing makes no sense that you, have, you think this is a farce. I find that silly. Okay. It's a who cares game. Has no mean. Degrom didn't pitch. You didn't have the Cy Young or the MVP up, you know, in, in the running. It's a game nobody could possibly care about, with two teams that nobody cares about at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. It's a thank you to a guy who has done a good job for them for as long as he could. Possibly the best regular, best you know position player they've ever had. It's a Absolutely. thank you. It's okay. not. It, it's not something and, and it's, to, it's sports. It's not that serious to me. To me, it was a okay. nice, like, and it was the me, only thing I And to me, if you wouldn't have done it in a pennant race, you don't do it today. So if they're in a pennant race, okay, let's assume they're in a pennant race. Let's play devil's advocate here. They're in a pennant race. You're telling me they're not going to do it, right? That, that, of course That's not. probable, okay? It's probable. They're not going to do it. So that means you're going to do it next year? Or you're not going to do it at all? Probably wouldn't be done at all. Right. So you don't get your David Wright day. You don't get all this stuff, this hoopla. So my take is either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. That's my case. So if, my, if, your kid, if you're stating that they would not have done it in a pennant race, then this is just something to do. It's something to bring fans in. They made $2 million, $2 million on that night, the Mets did. Yeah, I'm sure. Look, nobody respects David Wright and what he did for the Mets throughout the last 20 years of agony than I do. As, As a true Mets fan, seriously, the only thing that I value in my office is my 1969 Mets pennant. The only thing I value. Okay? I... I threw a hissy fit when somebody tried to hide it on me two days ago. So it's not as if you threw a hissy, I'm not you there. You threw a hissy fit? You threw I a hissy fit? I absolutely did. I'm stunned. Abs- absolutely did. I thought somebody stole it. It's an irreplaceable item. It's a perfect pennant. Perfect, uh, it's a mint condition 1969 pennant in a frame. You try and find another one of those. It just does not happen. So I threw a hissy fit. I was almost going to call the police until somebody owned up to it. So the fact is, nobody respects what David Wright has done and done it the correct way. I think they made, I think they made a farce out of it. I really do. I think, he, I think they did the best. He, he did the best that he could with the conditions that he did it, and I'm very happy that he got his day in the sun. But if you weren't going to do it, Anyway, you don't do it there. And Ichiro, who well, hasn't played, get... who retired on June 9th, retired. He didn't just say, oh, I'm waiting. He retired on June 9th. He hasn't been playing his way back up. Look, I actually see them as different, but you see them as the same. So, anyway, I mean, look, we're, we're just going to argue. So let's get on to the other 
argument that we'll probably have, and that's where is Le'Veon Bell going to be playing on week eight? Because we, uh, for we really need Sean, to know this. For the Sutton Sean's fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, maybe not. Because in my opinion, I don't think he'll have a team. You don't think we're going to have a team, did you say? No, I don't think he'll have a team. I don't think, I, I think, don't he'll, think be he'll be on a roster week eight. Do you think he'll? You think What's he'll be that? cut? You think he'll yeah. be cut? One hundred percent. Yep. I. I. So here's here's my theory, right? And look, I've been right on some things and wrong on some things this year. I certainly said that Ryan Fitzpatrick was worth earning, owning the first four weeks. All right, I got the seventy-five percent right because he definitely was not worth owning this past weekend. Um, that's number one. Number two. I thought Levy, I thought Ben Roethlisberger would be the MVP. Well, it seems like it may be Joe Flacco. It's our, it's our other quarterback. But the fact is, here's, what, here's my prognostication. I don't think Pittsburgh wins the next two weeks. So I'm looking up Pittsburgh's schedule now. So let's assume that the Pittsburgh Steelers lose the next two weeks. Play, play this out with me. Well, I'm going to okay. find that out right now. But Pittsburgh Steelers schedule. Okay, so they play the Falcons this week, the Bengals. Oh, and then they play the Browns. Well, they got three weeks, but the Browns, you know what? Who knows? But let's right, say, so say they go. Let's say they go Let's say they go one and two. No, I'm going the other way. Let's say they go one and two. Okay. Okay. I definitely think they, they lose the Bengals. What? I said two, four, and one. They'd be two, four, and one. Uh, oh. so that means they'd be two, one four, and two. And one. Okay. Two, four, and one. And if they lose to the Bengals and they beat the Browns, I think they will have lost two in-division in games. They will have lost the Ravens and lost to the Bengals. So two, four, and one. So basically, to, to make it into the AFC playoffs, you think they'd have to win nine games, right? At least? Probably, yes. All right. So if they're 2-4-1, that's after seven games. They would have to win seven out of their last nine games to make it into the to make it into playoffs. Seven out of the last nine games. So they play the Ravens again in Baltimore, the Panthers, the Jaguars at home, Denver at home, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Patriots, the Saints in New Orleans, and then the Bengals at home. So I think they definitely lose to the Patriots and lose to the Saints. So there's two losses. That can be their only two losses the entire rest of the year. And they play the Jaguars and the Broncos both in away from Pittsburgh. So my question is, Assuming they can't find a draft pick, uh, a trade, which I don't think they'll be able to do because they're going to want at least a third-round pick for him, okay? Do you pay a, a running back $850,000 a week for a team that doesn't make the playoffs anyway? Is there any co- – he leaves without compensation next year regardless, Correct. He, oh, no. So what happens is if they play, if they pl- keep him on the roster the whole rest of the year, 
he would be subject to the compensation um, formula, which would probably net them a third or a fourth round pick, which is why I said they need a fourth or a third in order to make this trade. But the fact is then that also goes, so the compensation formula, which is not disclosed, basically you get pluses for guys that leave and minuses for guys that you sign. So if they don't sign anybody else in free agency, which is unlikely, they would, because they're going to get $16.1 million back on their cap when they don't sign Le'Veon Bell, they would get a third-round pick. So if you're the Bengals, is $9 million, or it's probably more than that, $10 million, worth a third-round pick? Sorry, no, the Steelers. Probably, I think I'd say the Bengals. I actually think your logic is pretty interesting. I agree that there's probably not too many teams who would trade for him. Because the only way you trade for Bell is if you are running back away from winning, from getting to the Super Bowl. It's the only reason you do it. Because, you know, he's already pretty much stated he's going to most likely go to the highest bidder at the end of the free. So, does a team like Green Bay, do they think, they, do they think that's who they need to go? I mean, I'm just throwing names out there. You know, does it bring Miami yeah. to a conference semifinal? You know, is it, you know, is it worth, Jake, no. Is but remember, Seth, a, these teams also need to have $9 million under the cap to do this. Cap space. I understand. Right? So I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that there's a double-edged sword here. You need $9 million, and I'm going to go to – by the way, my new favorite um, my new favorite website is called Spotrack. Spotrack has everybody's contract from every sport, individual and team. It is fantastic. So I am looking this up right now to see the team's payrolls, NFL. All right, team salary caps. So you need nine million dollars under the cap. The teams that have $9 million under the cap. The Jets, the Browns. Absolutely. This is absolutely 100% wrong because it says Atlanta has $91 million under the cap. And we know that's not. Yeah, that's true. So let's. Does this mean it's no longer your favorite site? No, it's still my favorite site. So let's say you need $10 million under the cap, right? So Miami's only got nine. Um. All right, so let's go. So the Chargers have two. Minnesota has two. New Orleans has two. Green Bay has two. Carolina has three. Denver has four. New England's got four and a half. Like, none, and remember, the only way that he can get traded is, is, it, is if he signs a contract with Pittsburgh, whether that be for the value of the tender, the, uh, the franchise value, or for a smaller salary. But if you're a Le'Veon Bell, you're not signing for a smaller salary. You just went through this whole thing to get a bigger salary. So you're assuming it's $10 million. So the only teams with your criteria that is like a maker or break it year, Miami's got 9.7. That might make it. I don't, uh, it, would, it would take some finagling, but that might make it. Okay? Cincinnati's got Joe Mixon. The Jets are not making that trade. Pittsburgh, we know where they are. 
Houston, that's an interesting situation. I actually love that situation. That actually would make a lot of sense. The question is, by week seven, Houston one and three and lucky to almost be in that position. If they're two and six, they're not making that play because they're out of the race. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, so let's keep going. So well, the Tennessee. Another question. Wait, does, I have another question. Since you're the contract person, always have been. Yep. Yep. Le'Veon Bell gets cut by the Steelers. Yep. He doesn't. He doesn't have to sign. Whatever he's signing for does not have to be at the franchise tag level. Agreed. Now he may. Well, let's understand. And he may not. All, hold on a second. He may want to stay. Okay. Did you tell me but to hold, hold on. on? I did for a second because I get what you're getting at that he doesn't have to sign for that. But remember, he can't. He can then sign a multi-year deal. Okay, he can sign the biggest deal in, in the history of, of football if he wants to. You still got to fit it under the cap. Agreed. For this year, not for next year, for this year. So you know he's not taking less guaranteed money this year. He'd much rather wait till June, save his body on the entire year. I mean, that's been his whole thing is I'm not pulling an Earl Thomas. Right? I'm not, I'm not going out there and wrecking my body, and we'll get to that in a second, wrecking my body for the, for, to give up the chance at my payday. So why would he do it for less money if he's a free agent? Why does, I don't see well, that being Because anything. he also wants – I mean, again, he may not care about having the one extra year of, towards whether it's pension or whatever it is because of the amount of money that he makes. Um, which is the reason most people do. So you think he will sit out the year? Well, here, no, I think he's either coming back to Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, he signs, remember, Pittsburgh would have to withdraw the tender. So they'd actually have to make a, a, a formal declaration that we are withdrawing it. In the event that they do withdraw it, there are ways to fashion the money. Like you could get probably him to Miami for nine million seven hundred thousand this year, there's a way to get him under the cap for that. If he's a free agent, if he's if it's a trade, you can't. If it's a trade, it's the ten or eleven million, whatever it is, fresh on the cap. Because but wouldn't but could could Miami trade somebody back with some salary, as opposed to simply a draft pick? Yes but you'd have to trade somebody back with salary for this year without taking into account a signing bonus. And since most of the okay. money in some of these players are signing bonuses, you, like they could trade an Andre Branch. There's a, better, there's a better idea. So an Andre Branch is earning, I think it's $6 million this year and not playing very much. Uh, so Andre Branch would be traded to... Pittsburgh, who – wait, how much money does Pittsburgh have? They have $19 million under the cap. You would trade Le'Veon. Now, that, 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 remember, that $60 million isn't applied yet to the cap. So what would happen is the $60 million would go onto the cap. They'd have $3 million less. You could trade Le'Veon for Andre Branch and a fourth rounder? Yes, that can work. That can work. That's a lot of movement. Right? 
Yeah, that's also a lot of faith on the on the, on the Dolphins' part. So yes, that that type of that type of move can work, but the also the other thing you take into account is now Le'Veon Bell has to learn a new system in two weeks. Now, granted, he's probably at the easiest position to learn that system, being a running back. But it's still a new system. But I get what you're saying. Yes, that can happen. And if Atlanta has $91 million left on their cap, they can do whatever the heck they want. I'm pretty sure they don't have $91 million under their cap. All right. I have to go on five-minute buy so I can put my crazy son to bed. I will be back as soon as possible. Okay. Sorry, you know how this works at 8 o'clock. So back as quick as I can. All right, so Seth's gone. I can now say that the David Wright thing was just a mistake. They should never have done it. But we know that's not going to fly. If you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846. 760-283-0846. It will be 8 o'clock at the top of the hour. Of course it will be 8 o'clock at the top of the hour. That doesn't make any sense. But it will be 8 o'clock in a couple of seconds. And that means that we are on to the NHL preview. Seth's favorite subject, the NHL. Because Seth's not, a, he's not really a hockey fan. Um, my brother was unavailable to come on to today's show as our resident hockey expert. So I'm going to do my best. And tell you who I believe is going to be the surprise teams this year. Surprise team, I believe, will be the Phoenix Coyotes, much to the amazement of my brother and my whole family out in Phoenix in the fact that Phoenix Coyotes are a very young team. They have surprisingly good goaltending, surprisingly good defense, and if their offense, along with they just picked up Alex Galichuk from Montreal, if, if, if it all works out, I really like the Coyotes making that step up this year. Okay. What, what team do I think that will make the step down? What team do I hope that will make the step down? Well, I don't think that the Devils will be in the playoffs this year. Because when you ride a season in which you have the MVP, which they did in Taylor Hall, okay. and I certainly got that wrong. Sorry. We're going into hockey. We're going into your favorite sport. Uh, my favorite sport. Hockey is to Seth as college football is to, as college football is to uh, you. I have yeah, negotiated a trade here's of a half the, hour of peace and quiet. And, uh, but God. here's the thing, um, my friends. Here, here's what I'm giving you. Next week, we go into college basketball. No, we don't. Why would we go well, into we have college, college basketball no, no, I'm beginning saying, of October? Well, well, we have two previews still to go. So we have NBA and college basketball. Which one would you like to do first? Well, the NBA starts ho- the NBA starts around Halloween, so that makes more okay. sense to me than 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 college, which realistically doesn't start till the middle of November. Okay. So next week we'll do our NBA preview. That's perfectly fine. It'll give us some time. It sounds like one of your kids is still awake. Just, just throwing that out. They're both, but anyway, they're both hysterical. So I have said that the team that I believe that will take a step back is Taylor Hall and your New Jersey Devils. 
I believe when you ride one player as much as they did last year, and granted, he had a great year, I don't believe that that's going to stand up again. And I don't think that they have the, uh, the wherewithal to, or the supporting cast just yet to come back and do that. So I, I have them as taking a step back. I have the Coyotes taking a step up. And the step medium, the team that probably will make the playoffs, but will definitely not, well, in my opinion, will definitely not have the year that they had last year, was the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Because I'm really not Vegas. sure you Yeah, I'm not really sure you can expect that. You had 20 to 22 guys that had their career years in one year. And more power to them. And certainly on the anniversary yesterday of the shooting in Las Vegas, it, you reflect upon that and how well they, they brought out their game last year. But the fact is, if you, look down, if you look down every single player on that team, they were all having career years last year. I just don't see them coming back to that to that point. So from a hometown point of view, I know you love your New Jersey Devils to the extent that you love hockey at all. What, <laughs> what are your thoughts going on in this year? I have no great – just last year was a pleasant anomaly. I agree they're a year or two away from being, you know, a steady playoff team. I don't know what – I don't know what they're – you know, I, I don't know what they're – all right. Oh, good Lord. I don't you know what they're that, doing. And yeah, you try hosting a show with two kids under two, feeding one of them and the other one is pretty much having a mental breakdown. Um, I All don't right, know ladies what. and gentlemen, if you'd like to call in and suggest a new time for the show, Seth and I are taking observations at this point. When is Jake the, the least likely to break down? I'm thinking around 6.30. Well, the, what do you think? I can, do, I can do 6.30. I can do during the day. I can do at night. This is about right. the worst time we got. So. so starting next week, we're doing 6.30 to 7.30 because that gives you the right and the obligation and the privilege to put your kids to bed without a major tantrum. Well, what do you uh, thought? Not going to be easy either because Carly calls in to say goodnight to Jake at 715 because that's in between her teaching classes. Oh, this is fun. Well, she only teaches We've got to find the time, my friend. We've got to find time. Even if we do it, even if we do it 815 to, to 915, got to find the time. So we'll, that we'll can, work on that. 815 I can do. 815 to 915 actually works perfect because Jake goes okay, to bed well, and he's not acting like a lunatic. So, well, we, uh, we, we can see if we can handle that. I'm not really sure Blog Talk does it on the 15th. That's the issue. But we will take a look. So, anyway, if you anyway. had to pick, and I know you don't pick very much the NHL, who would you – let me ask you this. So, so, recently there was a study done of 50, uh, approximately 50 hockey players, and they were asked right. – which player would you like in the next four years? What do you think the uh, What do you think the consensus was? I think the only two players that are really going to be in this discussion are probably Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. I don't know who else you'd even okay. put in there. So there were actually three. So 
So Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, and Sidney Crosby, even as a 38-year-old player. That no surprises joke. me. So they were in the three. And I agree with you. I, look, I think Connor McDavid is I, – I haven't seen a guy play like him since, well, the last guy that was in Edmonton that played like him. And that was 30 years ago. There's no, there's no talent like him in the NHL right now. But this year, I, I don't – and it's actually a shame that he's in Edmonton because they've royally screwed up that team so badly – that without him, they'd be a last-place team. That's how bad it is. Now, compare that to Austin Matthews, where Toronto is probably the favorite, or at least one of the favorites, for the Stanley Cup this year, much to my chagrin. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not – yeah, you've had it. You've had a tough run. Although at least you're leaving. I don't really know what would happen if Tavares won a Stanley Cup this year. I'm not sure if I would burn the jersey, if I would just wallow in my my tears. Look, I've seen Stanley Cups for the Islanders. I was at Stanley Cups for the Islanders. But the only time I've ever cried at a hockey game was watching Game 7 of the 1994 Stanley Cup when the Rangers won. I absolutely cried. And it wasn't with joy. So, seeing, uh, seeing Tavares win that cup would, might, might bring me to cry again. But if we're picking Stanley Cup champions at this point, look, I think the favorite, in, in my estimation, the favorite actually is not, is not the, is not the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Wow. No. I, am, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I have him as a favorite in the East either. Well, you wouldn't have him in the favorite in the NHL because I just said the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I understood. I just kind of let it go. But, no, oh, good. to Thank me, you. the favorite in the East, the favorite in the East is, is uh, what do you call it? it, is Tampa. Yes. Completely I mean, agree. I, I, you know, Washington's going to have the biggest hangover known to man. But they'll still be solid. Pittsburgh is still Crosby and Melkin, so you can't really walk away from them. And, yes, Toronto is young and very good, but, you know, it's, it's Tampa Bay. It was Stamkos. And, all, and, you know, the only issue, you know, Jakey, please, and Victor Hedman, and, and just a very young and talented team. I guess not as you, not that young anymore, but a very talented team. To me – to me, they would be my favorite in the East. I would agree. Uh, first of all, I'm shocked you knew who Victor Hedman was. So I give you a lot of props for that. Congratulations on that one. That would be like Thank you. me saying Believe me, that is about the fourth thing you should be congratulating me for right now, considering what I am doing. So, Hey, no, 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 no. You chose this, my friend. No, no, no. I'm sitting on a couch. I'm enjoying life. I got my feet up. I just finished some dinner, and I'm hosting a radio show with, oh, I don't know, no toddlers around me. This is your choice. Completely your choice. So, well, maybe, maybe it's time you Jake. start paying for the radio show. Hi, Jake. 
Maybe, you, maybe you should start paying for the show now since it's, since it's so much fun for you. <laughs> I've paid for it for seven years. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll contribute. I am too. What? I said Jakey away. Oh, Jakey I thought you were talking. I thought we were being like Donald Trump to Cecilia Var- Vega. What? Oh, you never you didn't see that Trump? yesterday, did you? Oh, what? yeah the uh, the interview. The oh, question. Yeah. yeah the yeah the question. Yeah, I thought you were being like yeah. that to me. I was like, oh okay, no. that's fine. All right, so if you're picking the top eight teams in the in the uh, well, I was going to say the Wales Conference, but it's not called it's not called the Wales Conference the anymore. That's dating. I said that's dating me. Uh, where would you start? Where would you finish? Eight teams making the playoffs. Where are you going? Okay. All right. Um, in no specific order because I don't have the I don't have it open in front of me. Yep. I would say Tampa, Toronto, Boston. I think Philly does make it this year. Um, although not that not obviously at the four seed. <sighs> Pittsburgh. Wait, Tampa, Boston, uh, Philly. Uh, Jesus. Can you give me I'm, two minutes? I'm writing this down. I'm, yep. Uh, no, I so didn't. Anyway, while I Seth goes to... through this, I'll give you, I'll you, give you mine. I said, while you go through Thank what you. you're going through, I'll give you mine. So, mine would be Tampa Bay. And I'm writing this down. Tampa Bay, Florida. Washington. Pittsburgh. Toronto. Do, do, do. Keep going up and up and up and up and up. Who am I missing? The Flyers. So right now I got myself one, two, three, four, five, six. So the last two spots. The Bruins is seven. And number eight, you know who I wish would get number eight but won't? I really want the Rangers to make, this, make the playoffs. But I'm going to give it to the – oh, I forgot Columbus. Columbus. There you go. There's eight. So I got Tampa Bay in the one spot, followed by the, the Metropolitan winner will be the Capitals because they always win. Florida, number three. Pittsburgh, number four. I think Florida is, yeah. I think Florida is your surprise team. Pittsburgh, number four. I'm sorry, Toronto, number four. Pittsburgh, five. The Bruins, six. Columbus, seven. Wow, where did I go with this? This is horrible. And the Flyers, eight? Nah, there's got to be some mixing here. All right, I'm going back. So I got Tampa Bay, Washington, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Florida, Toronto, Bruins, Flyers. I'm not exactly very happy with this, but that those are my top eight. Well, I'm going to actually make one little trade off. As kind of my yeah, what the hell? Jack Eichel is going to be a top. He's going to go make a run at the at the uh, MVP this year, and I'm going to have Buffalo out of nowhere make the run to the eighth. 
indeed. It make my old roommate Brian Kreider very happy. Um, okay. You know, done a decent job there. It looks like they finally are starting to develop some talent. The Devils will be in the running for it. The Rangers will be in the running for it. Uh, the only thing I do know is the one team that will not be in the running for anything next year is Ottawa. Yes. And you know what else they won't be in the running for? The first the number pick one pick because they traded it. Yes, they, they traded did. their number one pick last year. So no matter how bad they are, they still can't get the num- they still can't get Jack Hughes. After all that. So instead of picking Jack Hughes, they pick Bray well, potentially getting the chance at Jack Hughes, they picked Brady Kachuk this year. And so they got Keith's uh they got Keith's son. So, okay, so Tampa Bay, yes. So I have Tampa Bay over the Flyers. I got Washington over the Brewers. Bruins, dude. Brewers are playing baseball That's what I said. I got Toronto over Columbus, even though Columbus is the higher seed. I got Pittsburgh over Florida. And, again, this brings up, again, Tampa Bay against Toronto and Pittsburgh and Washington. So I will go Tampa Bay beating Toronto, in which would be an amazing series. Tampa Bay over Toronto, Pittsburgh over Washington this time, and then Tampa Bay in the Cup. All right. I will have so – I'm not going to go through the – Sorry. Especially with 14 minutes left, I'm not going. I'm just going to say I will have Tampa over Pittsburgh in the uh, or Tampa Tampa over Toronto in the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, Pittsburgh, I agree. Pittsburgh or Washington will be the semifinalists in the East. Okay, so in the West, which is a god awful place to be, I have the Kings, the Sharks, uh, Kings, Sharks. Uh, Blues, Jets. Keep going. Golden Knights. Predators. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. It's always the six, the seven, and the eight. Uh, I'll have the Stars at the seven. And then the eight spot. I like the Flames, but I'm picking the Kings. Uh, I got the Kings already. Um, you got the I'm Kings picking already. the Coyotes. Oh, I don't have the Ducks. So take out the Stars, put the Ducks, and then put the Coyotes. So one through eight is the Sharks at the number one spot. You forgot to the Jets. Wait a at- what? All right, keep going. Oh. I'll let you go. What I miss? I missed the Blackhawks. I think they're out. The Sharks, the Jets, the Blues. The Golden Knights. The Predators. The Kings. The Ducks and the Coyotes. That's the order. Okay, what I missed. I think is that Okay, I thought it sounded like more than eight teams. All right. Nope, I got eight. Okay, um, I have Winnipeg, Nashville, Dallas, Minnesota, Vegas, 
Anaheim, San Jose, and I will go with oh Anaheim. Sorry. So you have the you have the Dallas and the Wild, and I don't believe you have the Coyotes or the Ducks. You don't have the Ducks, right? No, I just said the Ducks. This is oh. Okay, so what team don't you have that I have? First of all, Kings, I okay, I in the won't. Pacific, Kings, Sharks, Ducks, Knights. In the Central, yep. Dallas, St. Louis. Win- ah, okay, I messed up. Dallas, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Nashville, Minnesota. In the Pacific, I am going to have San Jose, the Kings, and the uh, San Jose, San Jose, Anaheim, and Vegas. I don't have the Kings okay, making. That was eight. Okay, I am going to actually remove the docks because for some reason I had them in, which I didn't want, and I'm going to put in the wild. So I still have the Coyotes. So I picked the Coyotes making the playoffs. I still think that they will. Out of the, I'm going to have the Sharks beating the Coyotes, the Jets beating the Wild, the Kings beating the Blues, the Predators beating the Golden Knights, Predators beating the Sharks, the Jets beating the Golden Knights. So then I'll have the Predators versus the Jets in what should be an amazing final because the Jets are incredibly fast and the Predators have the best defense in hockey. And I'll take Nashville to play Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, God, NBC's wettest fantasy. Um, okay, my, fi- my final four in, in the West – San Jose, Nashville, Winnipeg, and in St. Louis, I have Nashville and Nashville and San Jose in the West in the Western Conference Final, and I'm going to actually go with San Jose this year. I think they're going to pull my they're going to pull my Washington Capitals from last year. Look, I I had a very hard time with Tamp- with not picking them. I really do like them a lot in San Jose. This is the final run for them. In my, yes, it is. They just got Eric Carlson. Brett Burns is 33. Joe Thornton is 39. Pavelski is going to be a free agent. This is the final run, and it would be nice to see them and Joe Thornton raise the cup. Either way, I think both teams lose, whether it be San Jose or Nashville. I think they both lose to Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is extraordinary, and I think their depth is ridiculous. Extraordinary? So, yeah, I think they are the class of – I think they're going to have the most points in the NHL. I think they're extraordinary. Is that such a they're horrible a word to team. use about a hockey team? You know, Vasilevsky, fantastic. Hedman, fantastic. But what I think of extraordinary, I guess I don't think of teams that have one-year runs. So, um, I'm going to say what the hell. I'll go with San Jose over over uh, what do you call over over them. Yeah, I, I like a happy ending. And San Jose's been on the precipice for what so many years. The only team that's been on the precipice longer is well, the Caps. <laughs> right. Well, the funny thing is, you'll get to see Joe Thornton's beard again because he shaved it off tonight. Did he really? Is he going to wear it the entire year? Is he going to be like a homeless man? No, he shaved the entire thing. Well, he didn't shave the entire thing off, 
but he shaved the Ryan Fitzpatrick imitation beard off. Now Ryan is strictly alone in his, in his grandiose beards, which is by far the best beard I've ever seen and definitely something I could never grow. So I think I'm just man envious of him. Well, of his beard anyway. Definitely not of his contract. A man envious of Jameis Winston's contract. So let's take a, a couple of minutes. We, we are, our fantasy team is three and one. We are at the, we really are at a, a precipice of where to go from here. So in your opinion, Mr. Kamen, since we don't get to talk very often about this, and we have to make a, a decision by tomorrow, are we dumping Ryan Fitzpatrick or are we just holding on to him? I think the question is, is there anybody worth dumping him for? Well, before the game on Sunday, I swear I had this all set up to pick up Taylor Gabriel. And if we had picked up Tyler Taylor Gabriel, we would have won. Because he had like 40 points. He lost like 50. Yeah, he had like 45. Did he really? He had trem- he had 130 yards. He returned punts. He had two touchdowns. He had, I think, 10 catches. I mean, he had a ridiculous amount of points. We certainly would have been a lot closer. So the question is, A, do we drop Marquise Goodwin, who now has C.J. Beathard throwing to him? B, do we pick up Taylor Gabriel? C, do we drop Ryan Fitzpatrick? Or D, do we just stay where we are? Your thoughts? Since since the argument that we had had was that Winston was going to be the next RG3 and probably wasn't going to play the rest of the year, that argument is now gone. Yes. So the odds on Fitzpatrick coming back are probably pretty low. Do you agree? Well, I don't know. Because if they continue to lose, right? So they pulled Fitzpatrick because he wasn't playing well. They didn't pull because if they were just going to pull him because it was Jameis Winston, then they would have started Winston to begin with. True? My take is if Jameis Winston starts playing like crap and they decide he's still not the guy, then it's, they're, not gonna want, they're still going to want to bubble wrap him. Now, the, the caveat to this is that, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick – has a bye week this week. So we don't get a play out of him anyway. So it's, it's, I mean, look, we can talk about this more offline. We probably will as we have five minutes to go, and we'll talk about it before noon tomorrow. But that is something that the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show have to take into account. So, okay, we got five minutes left. If you'd like to go first, please, please do so. We got four, actually. Quickly. A sad farewell to HBO Boxing. Um, HBO Aww. is how I became a boxing. Oh, look, I was, it's the reason I have HBO for the most part. And in the last couple of years, they really, as other, you know, Showtime is up their game. You know, Fox has made a, has made a move with, with uh, the premiere with PBC, ESPN and top rank have joined. And HBO, after really being the top tier boxing channel for four decades, really just let it lapse. And, you know, their last fight, I believe, is next weekend or in two weeks uh, with Daniel Jacobs. 
And, you know, with someone who grew up watching Jim Lampley and watching Emmanuel, the late Emmanuel Stewart and watching, you know, all these guys announce, you know, I, I, I mean, I've been a boxing diehard for years in part because of HBO boxing. And while it seems to have kind of last year, it really did take, seem to take a step back. I didn't see it pulling itself from the game entirely. So I'm disappointed. And, you know, luckily, luckily boxing, surprisingly, you know, as a niche sport is kind of on an upswing and hopefully, you know, this won't be a permanent move and in a year or two they'll reconsider, but it'll be, it's not the same without Jim Lampley doing the fights. So that is my, uh, okay. Farewell. I am disappointed because Seth is disappointed that I will never have the opportunity to watch a fight on HBO. Anyway, that being said, you know, I really thought that this weekend was going to be awesome. David Wright was retiring. We knew the Jets weren't going to win anyway, so I had nothing to worry about there. But I really thought that this was the week that Syracuse football was going to make a statement. (laughs) And they did. No, I'm not disappointed. I would have liked the win. But Seth, if you haven't noticed, Syracuse got 74 votes in the, in the top 25. Last week, they got four. They upped their count 70 votes by losing. That doesn't happen very often. And to go to Clemson after just beating them last year and coming close, look, I would have loved the win. Don't get me wrong. A win would have been, as I, as I told Seth, a defining moment in the program's history. I really believe that. It would have changed the course. I really think Dino Babers wouldn't be the coach after, after he lost, if, if he won. I don't think next year he would have been the coach. He may not be the coach even more. But this team could – look, at the beginning of the year, I was very happy with a seven-win season. I'm not really sure I'd be happy with a seven-win season anymore. I certainly won't be happy if they just lay down like they did last year after the Clemson loss. So, well done to my Syracuse Orange. I'm looking forward to seeing you in two weeks with my nephew. Well done. So, and it'll be the first football game I've seen in Syracuse in three years. So, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. For Seth Kamen, this is Sean Palmer, BackSportsPage.com. We may have a new time next week. We may not, but we'll let you know. So, have a great week, everybody. Have a good one.